Hi, this is Jeff. And this is Tate. Welcome to the First Steps in Photography into Photography podcast, where we cover the basic beginner subjects for beginner photographers. Today, we're going to be talking about the cameras and also the camera accessories that a beginner photographer would be interested. So Tate, I'm getting into photography and I'm currently shooting with a DSLR. It's a Canon Rebel XS, but I'm looking to upgrade my camera. And I've heard some things about these mirrorless cameras. Can you go a little bit into detail about that? Yeah, for sure, Jeff. So recently, uh, Sony's been the company that really came out with them. Uh, they've really started to boost the, the sales in mirrorless cameras. And so what mirrorless cameras are, are digital cameras that do not have the mirror in them. Traditionally, in some of the other DSLRs, Canon and Nikon, they have a mirror that's right in front of the sensor so that you can look through your viewfinder and see what you're going to be taking a picture of. However, now with these digital, with the Sony mirrorless cameras, they've eliminated the mirror and so they've created digital viewfinder uh, which is not going to be reflected off of a mirror. And so it allows the camera to have a little bit more features, whereas some of the other cameras with mirrors do not have these features. For example, the Sony shoot 11 frames a second, whereas in a Canon or Nikon equivalent, it will only shoot 3 to 5 frames a second. Uh, the Sonys have about a 425-point uh, autofocusing system, whereas the Canon and Nikons have about a 17 uh, autofocusing system and the reason why the Sony is really able to have these types of features is because it has more space to imp to put it into the camera whereas with the mirrored cameras that space is taken up by the mirror I see so they're like a little bit more any of an efficient device exactly yeah they they, they really are they, they really pack a bunch of different features or they pack as many features as they can and so Currently, I've been working at this camera retail store, and when our Sony rep came in, the thing that Sony does is they try listening to a lot of the customers' criticism and what they want in the camera, and they try to implement that into them. So right now, the Sony has, in their crop sensors, they have the A6000, the A6300, the A6400, and the A6500. And then they have full-frame cameras, but today, since we're going to be talking about the intro, we're not going to be really getting into the full-frame because that's generally for more of the professional-grade cameras. So starting with the A6300, it has a 4K video, and the Canon equivalent shoots and Nikon equivalent shoots 1080p. And so they're really trying to put as many features as they can in, in these cameras, which is really, really nice. So do these cameras, like, do they look better when they don't have a mirror, and it's, like, directly sh exposing the light to the sensor through the lens? It's a good question. They they do look quite a bit, bit different than the other traditional cameras. When I'm selling these cameras, the first impression that people get are that are, are these pointed shoots. Um, reason being is that they're quite a bit smaller than the other DSLRs. And so, which makes it a bit more favorable for people who are, you know, backpacking, traveling, who have a weight requirement for what they're doing. They need to have a lighter, smaller camera so that it's easier to travel around. Because I'm getting into the becoming a photographer so i'm getting more serious do i want you know a smaller camera i would say that um if you're getting into photography you want to kind of start small and so you can either go with a canon or a sony while both cameras are going to be good the sony has more features and it's going to give you more room to kind of grow into your camera whereas some of the canon cameras or the intro sony intro nikon cameras they're going to be a little bit more limited on the capabilities of which it is, which you can use it for, and you won't have as much room to really grow into the camera. With the Sony, it's going to take you quite a while to master it just because of all the additional features that it has. So that covers the camera. I mean, that's like the main part of a photographer. But, you know, I noticed like with some of these cameras, a lot of the bodies, 
you know, the cameras are in like the $400 range, but the lenses are often higher, you know? So I'm wondering, is it better to, if I'm going to spend my money, like to get bang for my buck, is it better to be spending my money on a body or should I be going for these lenses? Also a great question. So that is a big issue that people have. So what tends to happen is that customers will typically buy a really nice body, camera body only with no lenses included. And then once they go to buy the lens, they realize that they have to spend so much more in it. So what I would recommend personally is one, getting if you're just starting off and you don't really know what you're going to be shooting, go with one of the entry-level cameras. So for Canon, it would be like the Rebel T6. For Nikon, it'd be a Nikon D3500. And for Sony, it'd be an A6000. So I'd start off with one of those cameras. They're typically less expensive than some of the higher ones. And I would invest more of your money into the lenses afterwards. And so what I would do is probably start off with an A, if you're going the Sony route, start off with the A6000, which is about $600. And then you can go and invest in a, a fixed 50 millimeter lens. It's always a good lens to start off with. It's considered, the, it's called the Nifty 50. And it's approximately $300. So you're looking about $800 out, or sorry, $900 out the door, but the, you have a pretty good setup once you once you have that. One of the downfalls of the Sony mirrorless cameras are that that the lenses are actually more expensive than some of the Nikon and Canon equivalents. For example, uh, for the Canon and Nikon, there is a Tamron 18 to 200 millimeters, which is a great lens to start off with. It has a really wide range of wide focal range, and it will give you a lot of different uh, capabilities of what you're able to shoot from a nice wide angle all the way to a pretty long telephoto. But uh, that lens for the Canon and Nikon is $200, while for the Sony it is $500. So, and the reason being is that since the mirrorless cameras are relatively new, there's not as much uh, options when it comes to lenses as for Nikon and Canon, which have been in the industry for over you know 15 years. So, there's significantly more lenses to pick and choose from, which then, since there's a lot of lenses, the prices of it are a bit more inexpensive. And then for Sony, since they're limited on options, they can jack up the prices. So few things to consider so i guess i was wondering if since i have you know my rebel xs that i'm using right now and i let's say i get this sony a 600 it sounds like i wouldn't be able to interchange my lens with these new mirrorless cameras like i would have to get like start over again with so, a new whole new kit so um you can do uh, two things one you can do it as Jeff was saying, you could either sell your camera body and sell your lenses, which, you know, depending on the lenses that you have might be good, but there's also a good uh, opportunity to, to get an adapter. There's a few different adapters that you can get, which will make your lenses on the Canon camera compatible with the new Sony E-mount lenses. Uh, so you can either go with a Sigma adapter, which is the one I would recommend. It's about $200 and it allows you to have autofocus and then it also allows you to control your aperture but there's also metabones which are quite a bit more up to like five hundred dollars and so what you can do is take your canon ef lenses and then adapt them to the sony's as if you haven't even made a change you can use all the same lenses and so it's two hundred dollars opposed to and then starting over so what accessories do you recommend for a beginning photographer and what software should you be using to edit your pictures? Um, if you're just starting off, you can go with iPhoto. It does have limited capabilities. However, it is good just to get you started off with and get you familiar with some of the terminology used in editing your pictures, like the highlights, shadows, exposure, contrast. You can adjust all of those different things um, in iPhoto. It's a good free option, and it's really nice to just get you started off with. Again, all Macs start off with that or come with it, so it's free software that you don't have to download. 
But if you are getting more into photography and you want to edit it more, you can get the Adobe Suite. And if you're a student, it's a great deal at, I think, $20 a month, which is a lot better than the $50 a month. So if you're a student, use your school's email address and then get that student discount for the Adobe software, Adobe Suite. It comes with Lightroom and Photoshop, which are the two programs that I primarily use when it comes to editing your photos. Photoshop has a bit more saying what you can do. You can edit people out, um, edit people in, and do a lot more creative aspects of Photoshop or in Photoshop. Whereas in Lightroom is similar to iPhoto with the contrast and then highlights and shadows. However, you can change your HSL, which is the highlights of the certain colors. So not the whole exposure, but certain like greens, magentas, blues, cyan, and then the, the saturation and the luminance of it, which is really quite nice. And then going into the accessories, there are a few things for photographers that I do highly, highly recommend, which will make your photography or taking pictures a lot easier. One, something to carry your camera with. If you're going to be spending the money to get a nice camera, I would recommend putting it in a good case. If you're keeping it in a backpack, keep it nicely wrapped or get a good an actual camera bag. A second, I would get a, a UV filter. It's just a protect filter that you put on your lens and it basically protects your lens from any damage that happens when you drop it. So opposed to getting like a $300 new lens, you can get like a $20 filter. So it's a bit of a trade-off. All right, and three, a tripod. Tripod is a necessity for any photographer. If you've ever seen a photographer, they have a tripod. Tripods are great for nighttime shots, but also during the day when you don't want to be carrying your camera around the entire time and wanting to make your shooting a, a bit more easy and not as tiresome. And then lastly, get extra batteries and SD cards. You can never have enough SD cards. SD cards help you organize depending on your shoot, so you're not just piling everything on one card. And it also goes back to that saying, don't put all of your eggs in one basket, because if you do break an SD card and you have all of your pictures on it, then you are screwed. You do not want that happening. And then two, with the extra batteries, if you're out on a shoot and you run out of batteries, you are done. There's nothing else you can do. And the majority of times will be a, a bad thing. That's great information for any beginner photographer, but we've uh, about run out of time and we've come to the end of this podcast. So that I'm going to thank you for listening. Thank the listeners and would like to also encourage you to keep on shooting photography and keep up with your passion. So have a good day.